Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Raw and Unscripted Show, where I help you remove your tolerations, your excuses to live an unapolog unapologetic rock star life. I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. Tonight, we have an amazing show for you, so I encourage you to take notes and ask questions as we're going through this process. If you're listening to us on the video cast, thank you guys for being here. If you're watching on the replay, thank you for being here. And of course, if you're listening on the audio podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you guys. We're in the top 10% of podcasts globally. I just found this out yesterday. We were in the top 15%, but now we're in the top 10%. So thank you guys from all over the world. I appreciate you guys. And I'm super excited to welcome to the show tonight, Anina Eklund. Anina, what's going on? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show, my dear. Thank you so much. I'm super psyched to be on. Yes, I know you've been traveling, you've been rocking and rolling. So thank you for being there. You're in Switzerland. I'm here in California. So it's 9 a.m. my time and it's 6 p.m. there, your time. So I love yep. this, that we're able to talk to each other from opposite sides of the world. So I appreciate yeah. you being here. And the first question I want to ask you is, I, in going through your website and going through all your list of credentials and everything else, what do you want most to get across to people tonight? People are watching, people are listening. What do you really want them to walk away from this conversation knowing and understanding about themselves and about world, the world? Mm. Okay, so I am a big believer that we live to give, that we are born for a purpose, and that true happiness comes when we actually start sharing who we are and our background, experiences, everything that we have experienced in our lives, we can use to make a difference to other people. So I want for people to, one, dare to be real, you know, to really be their true selves. Uh, because uh, when we hold back all of who we are, then there's a little dimmer on, on our energy. So the more real we are, the more vibrant, energetic, and alive we become. And that requires that we know ourselves deeply and intimately, and that we invest time to really get to know ourselves. Yes. I love that. I love that. Thank you for saying that. You talked about purpose. What is it that, what is it that you had to do to discover your purpose, Anina? Ooh, yes. It was a journey, I tell you. So as a child, uh, I got really disconnected from myself. Of, you know, by nature, I'm this exuberant, heart-centered, creative, uh, creative, courageous, wild woman. Uh, and I love to deeply connect with people soul to soul. Uh, and But all, along the way, because of my childhood kind of traumas and experiences, uh, I became more and more insecure. Um, you know, growing up with, with um, step-siblings that were putting me down. I had an alcoholic stepfather. My mother was miserable. No one could really support me. And I was just floating, right? And so I didn't show up for school. You know, I became insecure and uh, put up a tough front uh, to survive. I became very courageous and wild, uh, which I already was. But but so I kind of played on th those strengths that I had. But you know, I was disconnected from my authentic self and I didn't really believe I had anything to give to anybody. I thought that I was broken. And so, um, you know, trotting along, you know, I actually was able to gather myself uh, when I was about 15 years old. I said to, my, to, to myself that, you know, if I want a different life from my mother's, um, for my mother, I need to really take charge of my life because I had been quite wild. I mean, too wild. Uh, you know, got into to, we would have got along way back in the day and drugs and God knows what, you know. And I was really going downhill. And from the moment when I decided, you know, I want to uh, to be the best person I can be and just work from rock bottom because I was really rock bottom. Uh, at that time, uh, you know, I slowly started to to grow as a human being. But it it actually took until I was about 40 years old when I found myself actually on the floor crying and saying to myself, shit, I have not kept my promise of not going in the footsteps of my mother. I I'm I am suffering. And I, why I was suffering was that because I had not dealt with insecurities of, of, you know, core insecurities, I was giving my power away all the yeah. time. I was living my husband's dream, 
I was living, you know, I was trying to get my kids to live the dream that I did not, you know, like whatever I didn't do, I wanted them to do. Yeah. And, and I was, I was failing. Uh, I was, I was not happy and I was, you know, complaining. I was bitching. I was, you know, we were arguing at home and I thought I need to take my, my life in my own hands. And I then discovered, I, I came up with this life purpose model. Um, actually, after I had led a workshop for women my own age uh, in, in Stockholm, um, and uh, they all felt like they were, they were miserable. They were not really happy despite having it all. You know, they had the husband or, you know, they had the kids, the home, they traveled. They, 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 from the outside, they looked like they had a perfect life. But they were not truly happy. And I thought, you know what? I think it's because we don't truly see, love, and accept ourselves for who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to to connect with our purpose. And this model just came to me. I was sitting on the airplane going back to Switzerland, where I was living at the time. Uh, I'm not Swiss. I'm Norwegian. Uh, so I'm a nomad. <laughs> but um, uh, that's one of the reasons why I was miserable, because I really did not want to live in Switzerland, because I didn't speak the language. I'd followed my husband's dream. And, you know, I, it it just didn't suit my personality and, and where, where the country and the culture was at the time. It didn't go in alignment with who I was as a person. But after I discovered my life purpose, uh, you know, things just completely shifted for me. Uh, when I realized it's not about what you're here to do, it's what who you're here to be. Amen. Uh, yeah. It Ooh, is I'm... all about the being, you know, and the being precedes the doing. Yes. So when you when I started showing up as my true self because I knew myself, I could set healthy boundaries at home. I started taking care of myself like I'd never done before. I changed everything, my diet, my exercise, my sleep, everything I did, I did to invest so much in myself that I could show up being my most powerful uh, and radiant and kind self because when you're not kind to yourself, you cannot really be kind to others. Yes. And so, uh, so it, my life completely shifted, really, from that point on. Wow. Uh, Anina, that is powerful. That is powerful. Thank you. And for you guys listening, make sure you're taking notes on this stuff because this stuff can transform your life. I know exactly what you're talking about, Anina, because, you know, I've experienced a lot of that myself. And one of the questions that I have for you that I think it's going to be powerful for the audience is talk to us about blame and talk to us about forgiveness and empathy. Because I imagine there's got to be some blame in there, some blame towards yourself, um, mm. some blame towards maybe your parents or you talked about your mm. mom a little bit. Talk to us oh about that God. journey of, of, of learning not to blame anymore and to accept responsibility yeah. and ownership and how mm. empathy and forgiveness also helped you heal. Because I know so many people out there, when I talk to them as coaching clients or just in the general public, they're like, well, mm. if it wasn't for my mom or if it wasn't for the government, if it wasn't for my mm. uncle, if it wasn't for the church, if it wasn't, then I would be. And it's like, well, that yeah. happened once. Oh my God, I've been there. Repeating that past, you keep repeating yeah. that pattern within yourself. So that's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about mm -hmm. that from your perspective. Yeah. Okay. So I was there for a long time. So it began with that. My um, I wasn't blaming my parents or, or my my childhood so much in the beginning. You know, I thought it was something seriously wrong with me. Uh, but then my husband was starting to blame me uh, and say that, oh, because of, you know, your family or background, blah, 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 blah. You know, you are who you are and don't don't think you can show up, you know, with me like you do at home or how they, they treat each other at your your, you know, your, that they treated you in your childhood. And so then I thought, ah. I don't have to only have to blame myself. I can blame. <laughs> I have more people to blame, you know. For, for, so, so for a long time, I was really um, a victim until I decided to take back my power and I found my purpose. I went through my childhood wounds. So, yes, there were lots of things that was not good in my childhood. So many mistakes made. But what I realized is that I have become who I am based on all the, the shit that I experienced. It made me into who I am today. And when I could um, draw the 
the strengths, the character strengths, and the lessons that I learned, you know, it really, and it gives me goosebumps even talking about it, it gave me power. And and what I also did was that with my both my mother and my father, and my, you know, I put them in two categories because my mother was was a phenomenal woman on so many levels. I I was actually being a little bit bitter towards her and I, I know that it hurt her and I didn't want to show up like that anymore. So after I did, discovered my purpose, I went to her and I said, mom, I want to invite you for a weekend away where I would like to share with you how I saw my background and and what what it did to me and and uh, and I would like to kind of clear all that with you. Would you be okay with that? And so she was, you know, fine and delighted actually to have some time alone with me. So he went away to a completely new city. Uh, and we, I, I said, I set the stage. I said to her, I would like to speak with you uh, until I'm done. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take, but without you interrupting, without you asking questions, I just want to have this space where I can talk about everything, all my memories. Uh, and she said, okay. And I said, when I'm done, you, it's your turn, you know? And so it was the most healing, most, yeah, yeah, comforting, empowering thing that, that I've ever done. Uh, and uh, our relationship became so 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 much stronger i mean it was already strong because she was my everything growing up but um i felt that i did not have to be you know bitter with her anymore she had done the best she could uh i totally forgave her for for whatever she had done she did she truly had showed up the best she could i knew that but somehow you know being bitter and if you don't give that 100% forgiveness it will still linger in you uh, but for me it was it was important to to speak with her and speak my truth with her and uh, i i never ever was cocky with her after that i never had to kind of put in the knife you know and I, when <laughs> she did things that annoyed me or didn't even annoy me when she did things that used to annoy me I could just watch her and I think, my gosh, you know, she would often like kind of push me in the kitchen. She would just kind of push me physically away instead of asking me to move, for example. And I was just like, you know, in the past, I would like, what are you doing? You know, but now it was like, here's my mom, you know, <laughs> she doesn't yep. speak, she just, you know, physically kind of shovels me away. It's okay. You know, she has her things, you know, she has many gifts, but you know, those one of the things that, that was maybe uh, a little annoying, but you know, I could laugh at her, her, her weaknesses. Um, and, um, and also in terms of my, my husband, you know, I felt also victimized towards my husband. I don't know whether you want to break in there or whether I should continue. Sure, you know, sure. I whatever, you, whatever you feel comfortable with, yeah. whatever you feel is going to yeah. provide value to the listener. Cause I think this is awesome. And I, I know so many people are going through these experiences themselves. They're blaming their parents. They're blaming themselves. You know, they've mm -hmm. gone through hard times. They're trying to rebuild their life. So I think what you're talking about is perfect. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So with my husband, you know, I had a tendency to look at his weaknesses yeah. and also feel victimized by him and, you know, why he wasn't, you know, strong within the areas that I thought was better to be strong. Right. And so then I would end up feeling as a victim also in my relationship to him until I realized, you know, opposites attracts, yes. right, to have the best offspring, and so whatever, you know, I'm good at, you know, I can bring to, to the kids, to the relationship and whatever he's good at, I, he can bring in. And by me actually celebrating what he's good at and stop criticizing him because I was criticizing him. Uh, and it came from total ignorance and also feeling that I didn't know myself. I didn't know my own strengths. And therefore, I couldn't really see his strengths. But when I saw myself, I could see him so much more clearly. Yes. And our relationship became like, I mean, completely different. It had been a power struggle, you know, and, you know, I would maybe feel like an underdog often, or I put myself above and below and whatever. To, 
And but now we have this power balance in our relationship, which I want every couple to have. Because you if one person is leaning over the other, that other person is going to, not going to feel good. And, and and they might, if they don't have it within them, they will just back more and more. And the person leaning in will just feel bored, you know, because yes. there's no one there to meet them. So both both parties have to really show up and and be strong and uh, and and stand up for who they are and and you know set boundaries but you know clear the air and i have so much around how to be how to find that power balance in relationships which i am so passionate about seeing my mom being in in several very destructive relationships and not having a voice um, which made her actually sick and die, I think, uh, because uh, I think she just numbed herself after yeah. years and years of, of of maybe trying, but 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 not really succeeding. Um, and uh, yeah, it it just hurt me to see this beautiful soul passed way too early because mm, she that's numbed rough. herself. Yeah, numbing mm. herself is not a good thing. No, no. I just came to that realization as well myself. I just uh, published a video where I've been drank. I think we talked about this before when we talked before. Um, I've drank most of my life. I haven't been, you know, an alcoholic, but I've gone to alcohol for periods, you know, where it helps me. It helps me take me down. Like I'm so hyper and helps me just like, oh, this is what normal people feel like. You know, I'm not thinking about 10,000 things at once. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going, mm -hmm. ah, you know, I'm not talking yeah. a million miles an hour. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is how normal people feel. And I just decided mm. recently as I was taking a drink and I was thinking about my goals and everything and about congruency. And mm -hmm. I thought, okay, my biggest goal really is to see my son. He's six years old. He's going to be seven next month. I want to see mm -hmm. him get older. I want to see him get married. I want to see him have kids. But mm -hmm. here I am literally putting poison, literal poison down my throat. Mm -hmm. And I can drink quite a bit and not have it affect me. And I think that's mm -hmm. not a very good thing when you're thinking about your liver and your kidneys and all different aspects mm -hmm. of your body. You know, it's the, one of the number one cancer causing agents. So last weekend mm -hmm. I decided to quit drinking. And normally when I quit, I've quit for three months. I've quit for, you know, 75 days mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've always had an end date. Like, oh, I only yeah. have to do it for three months. I only have to do it for four months. This mm -hmm. time I just decided to quit. And so mm. if I ever do again, I do, but if I don't, then I don't. And so mm -hmm. you're right. We have to face our truth. We have to face the reality of the situation we're in. And until we do that, our life is always going to be subpar. And mm. the one thing I wanted to ask you, two things that come to my mind first, do you have any siblings, any brothers or sisters? Yes, yes, yes. So um, how are they, how I, are they doing? Have they, have they gone the same road as you have, or are they still in that no. victim status? Uh, it's it's interesting. When I was five and my brother was three, my mom fell in love with the neighbor, and uh, she read in a in a uh, in a book, you know, early seventies. Uh, what do you do when you want a divorce, right? And Doctor Spook was an American uh, psychologist who yeah. said that boys should grow up with their fathers and the girls with their mothers. So she left my little brother of three. To oh, wow. live with my my father, which was oh, wow. not a good idea. Maybe at least not then, because a, a boy is very attached to their mothers at that yes. age, right? And so uh, he, um, yeah, he, he he really suffered, and I think he still suffers a lot from from uh, from insecurities of of that abandonment that he experienced yeah. but he's a beautiful soul and he's a he's a hard worker but i i see that he his potential is so much greater than what he's doing i just wish he would have started his own company because people love to work with him but i think his fear of, of, of not being good enough or like not being able to do it has just kept him in a safe job. So he he's not a person that will complain, uh, you know, and, and blame or things. But he, he's he's uh, he's like that uh, elephant, you know, that had the chain, you know, as yes. a baby and, and, yes. and just keep on having that chain despite being such a phenomenal person uh not not daring to liberate himself fully and um and then i have a half sister and um yeah i don't i and i my mom married a guy that had four kids i mean it's been it's been quite <laughs> a journey of lots yeah. of kids kids in and out and then she divorced him and then she met some other guy with kids and yeah 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 so <laughs> so uh i don't want to go into their stories but sure. uh, i think that most 
people who are not living their purpose and potential somehow, you know, have victim stories, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Or or some other, you know, limiting patterns and saboteurs that's holding them back. And so one of the things that I do to help my clients is really to identify which saboteur is their number one saboteur, you know, uh, or their, their top three, because we often have several, right? Like for me, it's been like I've been a controller, like I want to control everything, right? Mm -hmm. And controlling people, you know, and, and also being a perfectionist has yes. held me back and being aware of that. Uh, and I really have to um, be be attentive so I don't go into th that uh, anymore. I, the default I, identity, right? It's a default yeah, identity. Sorry? It's a default yes, it's identity. Default. It's where That's where we get that certainty from. If I control yeah. things, if I have perfection, then I'm yeah. in control and I'm more empowered in such a way. But actually, really, we're still little boys and little girls trying to figure it out. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and when we try to control things that is it's not within either our control uh, or trying to control other people, you know, we we lose every time, right? So there's no point where it's a losing game. So um, and and that was something that was a major shift for me when I let go of that, and and let 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 other people, you know be them and and do their thing and and you know they can take my advice or or support if they want it but i can't you know i can't enforce it right, right. and this perfectionism you know i'm still working on <laughs> yeah. you know because i i think i can get too detail oriented and you know and they say that the, the devil lies in the de in the detail yeah. and yes to a certain extent but you know you have to really understand when being perfect or doing you know or striving for perfection is right and when it's it's, it's not right so true so, yeah 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 it's i love what you're saying anita it's i mean it's we share a brain in so many respects and one of the things that i love that you're touching on is something that i found surprising during covid as my gift back to people who are struggling and being isolated and you know in their homes and not seeing people seeing their loved ones mm -hmm. is i gave uh, complimentary coaching sessions to people i just gifted them i said hey if you mm -hmm. want a 45 minute session with me if you're feeling down i would love to entertain that with you and i did mm -hmm. about 150 of them 200 i didn't really keep track and one of the mm. things that I heard this little whisper, as mm. I did about the 25th one, I heard this little whisper that said, ask them this question. And I said, in my head, I was like, that's a weird question, right? I'm really, they're going to think I'm crazy. And I just looked at the person over Zoom and I said, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. It's a yes or no mm. question. And mm -hmm. I don't want you to think too much about it. I want you to go with your gut. And they're mm -hmm. like, okay, mm -hmm. what is it? And I said, mm -hmm. do you love yourself? Yes or no? Mm. And I was shocked. Anina. it was, it was, I thought people were like, well, yeah, of course I love myself. What are you crazy? And I found I'm not a big statistics statistics guy. I can say that mm -hmm. I'm not a big statistics guy, but you know, I found that 75%, 80% of the people had to pause and they struggle with, well, yeah, there's parts of me I love, or wow, you know, it's a great question. No, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't even like myself. And I, so we got into these really deep conversations, mm -hmm. but I said, but yet you're expecting the best job. You're expecting the best, you know, personal mm -hmm. relationship. You're expecting mm -hmm. the best for yourself. But mm -hmm. the first core foundation is to love mm -hmm. yourself. And we talked about mm -hmm. this, you know, being your authentic self. I said in the mm -hmm. opening, like being unapologetically mm -hmm. you, this is something mm -hmm. that I've had to be on that journey with because I was mm -hmm. very successful on paper, but mm -hmm. I was being everybody for everybody else. Like for my mm -hmm. boss, if I was that person, I was successful. I, for my customers, if I was that person, I was successful. For my relationship, if I was that person, I was successful. But mm -hmm. inside, I was miserable. And I wasn't mm -hmm. loving myself because I wasn't being congruent. Mm -hmm. What are like some top tips that you recommend for people who struggle to love themselves? What are some tangible things that they can actually do in their life right now that will mm -hmm. help them start to take that ownership and start to look at things from a different lens? Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many things they can do, but one thing is go through what all the challenges that they've had in their lives and 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 look at how they overcame those, you know, what strengths do they have yeah. that that help them overcome the challenges? That's one one thing. Uh, uh, and also start looking at the impact they are making on on other people. Uh, you know, what the difference do they know that they are making uh, to other people? 
um, you know, maybe they are, um, you know, good listeners or kind or helpful or, you know, generous or, you know, whatever. Just start identifying some some of their character traits uh, that are uh, that says something about their unique being. Yes. And then, yeah. And then um, uh, their their growth, you know, their personal growth journey. You know, we all grow and learn. Uh, and and start noticing the difference between who you used to be and where you are now. I think that a lot of people get in kind of that happiness uh, trap of wanting to be somewhere they are not, and then they uh, they they feel less than because they're not already there. Instead, start looking at what you actually the journey you have traveled so far and congratulate you for for your achievement and uh, and like gratitude in general oh my god it is yes. life transforming yeah yeah feeling every day uh you know when you go to bed at night i mean i heard that you actually set intention for the day i always set intention yes. for my day as well and because it it is magic how it works uh, and how it supports me throughout the day. And I set actually different intentions. I ask my soul every morning after my journal writing, I ask myself, okay, so what is most important for me to accomplish today? And what is something that, that you know, what is it that I need to, to set as an intention in order to achieve that, that whatever goal that I set? And then when I review my day, I feel gratitude and, and really thank myself for, for having showed up the best to the best of my abilities. Uh, and, um, and I did this exercise with, with uh, um, some people um, some years ago. Uh, and it all transformed our lives massively. And now I use this with my clients. Uh, and, and so they actually send me uh, their gratitude on a daily basis. And I, you know, to get into the habit because you, it's hard sometimes to start this habit on their own. Right. And um, having me as a, their accountability kind of partner for actually getting it done and cheering them on gets me into the habit. And I think there's nothing that rewires your brain as much as positive uh, reinforcement of, 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 you know, who you are and what you actually have accomplished and, and all the, the great things in your life, period, you know. It's so true. It's so true. That's the cornerstone of what I do every single day is gratitude because, you know, they say where focus goes, energy flows. And yeah. so I, I invite people to sit there and have this consideration that your mind doesn't know the difference between real reality and perceived reality because mm -hmm. we've all had bad dreams, right? We've all mm -hmm. had a bad dream and we've woken up in the middle of the night going, oh my God, you know, we we're being chased by a bull. We were running backwards, you know, whatever in the snow, you know, something was going on, but we woke up and our heart was beating and we were sweating. We were thinking, oh my God, that just happened, but mm -hmm. nothing physical happened. It was all a movie in our brain. And so yeah. I invite people to sit there and play that movie intentionally every single day. When you wake up, I know for me, <clears throat> I haven't spoken on stage since 2016 by choice because I had my son and I just wanted to be a present father. But mm -hmm. still to this day, when I wake up in the morning, I see myself walking out on stage, ACDC Highway to Hell's playing, and I see this full auditorium of people and they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what's up, fuckers? Let's go. And I'm just like doing this massive speech to get them all riled up, getting them to think differently. Yeah. And so I see, feel it, and I hear it, and I taste it. I could smell the air. I could feel the wind. I could feel everybody's energy in the audience. Mm -hmm. And so that one day will manifest. And I'll walk out there and I'm like, there it is. And so I invite people to have that perspective. And you said something in there, Anina, that I really want to touch on. That's something that's been important for me a couple of years, for a couple of years for my own growth. Mm -hmm. It was many years ago. I've been out of corporate now for almost four years. Actually, mm -hmm. what is today? Holy crap. Today's the day. No November, way. No way. No, here, November 7th, 2019. Oh my God. I just got chills. November 7th, 2019, four years ago today, I walked into my corporate job where I'd been for 26 years and they invited me to leave. We had talked about a succession plan before, but we had talked about being in a, a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. And I walked in one day and I had a new boss for the last three months and she decided she didn't like me, <clears throat> which is fine. And so they invited me to leave. And when I got home, you know, I was sitting there thinking about everything and I'm like, you know, I did the best I could. 
And I was sitting there, I said, I did, I did the best I could, you know, I was there for 26 years, you know, the corporate change, it became about KPIs and, years. Yeah. Yeah. I am that old. I'm not, I'm not 30. <laughs> so, um, but, so but yeah, that's was, commitment. That oh, is yeah, real yeah. commitment. Yeah. It was an amazing organization for so many years and I have, I have no mm -hmm. ill will towards anybody. It was the perfect mm -hmm. time. I'd been coaching and speaking on the side for 20 years. It was my mm -hmm. side hustle. You know, I was really good in my corporate career. I have a master's degree in organizational management. So it was fine. I love leading people. I love building teams. I'm good at operations. I'm great at operations, but I'd always been like, okay, when am I going to leave and do my coaching? When am I going to leave and do my speaking? But the mm -hmm. bigger aspect of it was I was talking about, I did the best I could, you know, thinking about my boss. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I sat there and I stopped myself and I'm like, was that your best Chris? You know, when you think about it, when we're kids, Anina, mm -hmm. did you do the best you could on your math homework? Yes, mm -hmm. I did. Okay, we'll do better next time. But nobody really sits with us and say, okay, what can you do to be better? What? How do we qualify better? We just mm -hmm. sit there and feel like it's a get out of jail card. Like, okay, if I just say I'm doing my best, then people will leave me alone. Oh, you know, you got financial problems. I'm doing the best I can. Okay. You know, I'm doing, mm -hmm. I, I got a relationship problem. I'm doing the best I can, but really our best is so much better. I mean, that's one of the reasons yeah. I really named myself the no excuses coach. Cause I just don't give people excuses. You know, there's mm -hmm. so much more best in within us. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different philosophies that I subscribe to when people mm -hmm. are saying that they're doing their best and then, and you know, they're not, what is it that you, you advise them to do or ask them in order to find out what their real best truly is? <laughs> I just love this, you know, uh, yeah, so I think I so much believe in in honesty uh, and uh, and giving feedback. Uh, it's it's without feedback we um, we stagnate. Yeah. They actually say that a child who receives a negative feedback uh, is better than having no feedback at all, right? Yeah, like I believe it. Uh, so even though they, you know. They, it doesn't feel good, you know, at least, you know, it, they are seen, right? Because otherwise you don't feel seen. So for me, um, I always ask permission. I try at least to ask permission, you know, do you want to hear, you know, I, I see I see something. And I talk about something called the Johari's window. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. No. Okay, so um, there are four quadrants of the Johari's window. So uh, the first quadrant is I know certain things about myself that nobody else knows, right? Then there's another window that is uh, I know something about me that you also know about me. Right. Okay. Then there's another quadrant. There's something that you know about me that I don't know about myself. Yeah. Our opportunity and potential lies in the fourth window when when we are open to feedback from a person or from the people around us to tell us what we don't see ourselves. And we start sharing what we have been keeping hiding, you know, from others about what's going on with us, you know, daring to be vulnerable, daring to share our truth. Then we can step into our true potential, which lies there in the fourth quadrant. So, um, and when I explain this, uh, and I, I come from my heart, and I, I'm there for their well-being, um, you know, I heard once, you know, when are you going to stop, uh, you know, telling your, your victim story, somebody told me. And right. I was like, what? You know, <laughs> I said, you know, I'm so stressed all the time. You know, it's like, it was almost like somebody else was living my life. You know, like I was not in charge of, of, of the reins, you know, like. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I was like, it was the best I've ever, uh, gift I ever heard. I mean, it was very bluntly given. <laughs> so, so I, you know, sometimes I, I, I can be, I, I, I can be a little bit blunt. At least my kids think so, that I can be a little too blunt and honest. Uh, but if they ask for feedback, then I can be very, very um, truthful. Sure. Uh, but I, you know, I try to, to, to package things so it lands, um, as, as well as possible, but I'm not going to ignore what I see, you know, right. and I, and I see, I really see things yeah, and I too. have, uh, and I think that that's one of the gifts I have of being a good coach is that I truly see where people can release blocked energies and come alive. Uh, you know, like whatever they are doing, they're holding them back. 
um, you know, I can oftentimes see that and where their where their potential lies. So, uh, so I see both their gifts, which they oftentimes don't see themselves, right. and I see where they're holding themselves back. Have I answered your question? You feel yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, <clears throat> and I love that because because you know what you said there is an opportunity for us to all ask ourselves questions and to be asked questions. Mm -hmm. I had a, a gentleman on the show, um, drawing a blank on his name right now, but he actually wrote a book, a bunch of books about asking questions about, you know, the power mm -hmm. of questions and things of that mm -hmm. nature. So I, at me being the interviewer that I am, I've been doing this for now for 10 years. I thought, okay, I got to ask this guy some questions that puts him, you know, stumps him. Right. And mm -hmm. so I actually did ask him two questions that he was like, he goes, I think he called them, uh, golden questions or something like that. He goes, Christopher, mm -hmm. you just asked me a golden question or a platinum question mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I love asking questions because when we mm -hmm. ask the right questions of other people and especially of ourselves, it's mm -hmm. pretty incredible what we can unlock when we're truthful with ourselves. And that's what I pride myself on. You know, we're talking about being a coach is mm -hmm. being able to ask people certain questions that if they tell themselves the truth, I get them to come to the solution on their own. So I don't have to mm -hmm. tell them anything yes. for you. I mean, Anina, what are some of your favorite questions either to ask yourself or to ask your clients that gets them to have those breakthrough moments? Hmm. <clears throat> so one of the questions I like to ask, I mean, there's it, it differs from, from person to person, of course. Sure. Um, but what does it mean to be real for you? You know, who are you really? And what does it mean for you to be real? Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes people can't answer that question. Mm -hmm. You, know, you got to drill down about six times to get to the real answer. Yes, exactly. Um, I ask questions about uh, who they, you know, when they were a child, you know, who, who were you as a, as a child before you get got conscious about the world and, and, and trying to ad adapt and uh, to, to, to the standards uh, and, and some favorite um childhood experiences. I like them to share some childhood experiences that were very positive for them. So they can kind of get in touch with who they were before everything started to kind of crumble for them. Uh, I also, often also ask them, um, you know, how can your life get any better than it is right now? Ooh, you know, I believe that. Yeah. 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 What, what, what do you believe? Uh, you know, so most people um, settle, right? But in any situation, whether it's bad or it's good, how, how can it get any better than this? What more is possible? And when you ask yourself that, I've been asking myself that so many times, you know, and, and the answers just come, you know, uh, because we have the answers within us. Uh, we are so much more resourceful uh, than we think. And so um, very simple questions, but, but often get to, to, to the essence of things. So for you, how can your life get any better than it is now, you think? You're asking me that right now? Yeah, yeah. How can my life get any better than it is right now? <clears throat> I think that's, you know, that's a great question. That's something that I just alluded to um, previously in talking about quitting drinking. I'm very successful. I'm very happy. I'm very healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm very vibrant, you know, but it's just all of that matter of asking myself that question. When did complacency become okay? Right. Mm -hmm. When did, when did, mm -hmm. when did mediocrity become okay? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's about taking it to that next level. I, I serve mm -hmm. and I impact thousands of people with my podcast mm -hmm. and my, my speeches mm -hmm. and everything, mm -hmm. but how can I impact millions? And my true mm -hmm. legacy in this world will be the fact that I impacted millions of people to mm -hmm. shift their identity, to shift their focus, to make this world a better, more loving place. Mm -hmm. And so when I was thinking about how I was taking care of myself, yeah, I drank mm -hmm. every once in a while. And yeah, I had some mm -hmm. sweets every once in a while, some cheeseburgers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So for me to answer that question is to take that much better care of myself. So mm. if I'm operating here and I'm taking care of myself here, what is it going to take to get to here? It's going to mm. take that, you know, being really clear, being very mm. energetic, being very mm. in shape, being mm. very intentional about living that legacy to a hundred percent versus 90%. And mm. so when we talk about oh. that, we talk about doing our best. So for yeah. me, that's what it is. It's about leveling up and not sitting mm. there saying, well, you know, I'm happy and I, I kind of want to have fun and I kind of, you know, want to balance in life. Mm. You know, those are all stupid mm. little excuses. 
But as I approach 55 years old next year, my biggest goal, like I said before, is to see my kid have kids and to live mm -hmm. a long, healthy life, not to get cancer. Everybody in my family has died of cancer. So for mm -hmm. me, answering that question is about taking better care of myself and executing mm -hmm. even at a higher level, you know, bringing more professionals into my life to help me take that scalability up to the next mm -hmm. level before I was like, okay, I'm, I, I like my life. It's balanced. I don't have to be stressed out about it. I don't have to take on too much. But now mm -hmm. I'm at that point where, you know, Chris, you need to rise to that next level. So that's my answer mm -hmm. to that question. Mm -hmm. we're, yeah. getting, we're getting ready to, to come up on time. Yeah. Um, so for me, one of the, I wanted to share a couple of questions with you that I found recently for myself and for my clients that have really helped is in any point in the situation that we're, we're in life, we can always ask ourselves, what am I supposed to be learning from this? No matter if it's something that's positive, whether it's something that's constructive, you know, I've had my challenges recently with some other areas of my life. And mm -hmm. so as much as I like to control things, like you said, or, or, or feel that I've already done the work, mm -hmm. I just ask myself that question, like, Chris, you can't rush it, you know, you know, so what am I supposed to be learning from this? Because mm -hmm. I know in my heart of hearts that everything that's happened, and you kind of alluded to this, everything that's happened and everything that's happening is preparing me for what's next. But if I'm focused on that, I'm not going to get that. So mm -hmm. the first thing I ask myself is, what am I supposed to be learning from this? And then mm -hmm. another question that I've asked uh, some of my clients recently, you know, and potential clients, I've, as I've asked them, mm -hmm. you know, they tell me about everything and they seem like they're okay. And I'm like, when will you, when will you have had enough? It's always hard for me to say that sentence. When mm -hmm. will you have had enough? You know, it's like, you're going to get to a point where you're going to snap It may be two months, six months, six years from now, but you're mm -hmm. going to get to that point if you keep doing what you're doing. So if I can get mm -hmm. them to see when it is that they're going to snap, we mm -hmm. can create that leverage now, mm -hmm. they can change now and not have the regret mm -hmm. later. So mm -hmm. those are a couple of my questions. Oh, but. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, having that uh, mindset, of, that's a real growth mindset to never feel victimized uh, in any situation, no matter what happens, you break a leg or, you know, you miss that flight or whatever. If you always look at what you can learn from the situation, uh, even the, you know, like terrible things might uh, happen to you, but there's always something you can draw from it. Uh, and that is liberating. It keeps your energy level high because yes. you don't go down and, you know, you can, you can feel pain, of course, of something dreadful happening, but you don't want to stay down there, right? Uh, you want to, to rise as soon as you can out of the kind of the, the state of, of sadness or mourning or whatever. And then, um, uh, and then draw the strength from, from, from the learning experience. Uh, and, also, uh, what was the second thing that you mentioned? I got uh, derailed here from with my jet lag and everything. What was the second second area? <laughs> so what am you... I supposed to be learning from this? And when will I have had enough? Yeah, when we have had enough, and that is so good. Also, I, I normally ask, you know, what are you accepting? You know, yes. What what are you accepting in your life that uh, you know that is unacceptable? Because we have a tendency to just um, yeah, get you. We get used to things, you know. It's a we we end up in our comfort zone yep. because we cannot we cannot grow like this all the time. We have plateaus, but when we've hit the plateau, uh, we we don't want to stay on that plateau for too long because we become boring, you know. We become boring to our ourselves, and 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 we start losing energy, you know. So, um, I love both of those uh, questions that you ask. They're awesome. Brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Anina. I have one final question for you and I'm going to place you solo screen for this. And I've, I've been asking this recently because I'm really excited about this. You have a microphone to the whole entire world right now. You have a whole, you have a microphone to the entire universe of, of people on the planet. You have 60 seconds. What do you tell them? Oh, wow. Oh, you have a purpose in your life and uh, to find more meaning and happiness go out and identify, you know, who are you at your core? What makes you come alive? What are you passionate about? What really do you enjoy doing? And start doing more of what you enjoy doing. And stop doing all the things that you think that you ought to do because there are, I'm sure there are people that can do things that you don't like to do so that you don't lose a lot of energy. Uh, from from you know doing mean, uh, mediocre things that others do better than you. Then also identify your strengths. 
you know, what is it that really makes your brain come alive that you do easily? Find out what that is. And then what do you value in your life? What are your core values, the things that really makes your heart pump and that you are willing to fight for in your life? And when you combine, you know, who you are, your experiences with your passions and draw on your strength and your talents and do more of what comes natural for you and you live from your core values, you will truly come alive and make the difference that you were meant to live in your life. Bravo. Bravo. Anina Eklund, thank you so much for being here on the Braun and Scripted Show. This has been a powerful conversation. I know, I know within my heart of hearts that people are going to be having to go back and listen to this again, watch this again, because there are so many massive nuggets that you dropped today that will move people past their limiting beliefs and move them past that, that negative self-love aspect. Where can people get a hold of you to continue the conversation with you, my dear? Yes, so they can uh, reach me. Uh, I am on Instagram under Aninergy, which is my first name with energy combined together. Spell, <laughs> so spell that Aninergy. for the people listening. Yeah, it's, it's A-N-I-N-E-R-G-Y. And uh, my website is also Aninergy.com or Coach is, is another website. But the, the best Thing to get a hold of me or to connect with me is actually by booking in a free call with me. I love, love to connect with people. That is one of my uh, my greatest joys in life and passions. Uh, so uh, feel free to, to book in a, a free call with me and we go from there. Awesome. Anina, uh, I'm going to make sure that that calendar link is inside the show notes. So people watching this or listening to it on the, podca the podcast, they can go into the show notes and find that link and definitely connect with you. I would love for them to do that because it really is. It's all about the fact that when we take that proactive action, not the reactive action, when we when we hit rock bottom, it's really about finding that leverage to say today that I'm ready to change. I'm ready to go that next level. I'm ready to find what my best really is. So I encourage people to connect with you. You're a brilliant person. I've enjoyed this conversation so, so much, and I look forward to more with them with you. I'm going to place you backstage here for a second. I'm going to end out the show, but don't go anywhere because I still want to chat with you for a second. Okay, great, great. It's been wonderful to be on. You are doing such beautiful work, uh, really, Christopher. So so thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I, I get goosebumps. Every time my body speaks to me, I know that there is something been really, really good. And you are a really good-hearted, wonderful person, which I must say to you from the beginning, when I heard the intro to your to your uh, podcast, I was like, oh my God, what is this? You know, and I saw you and I thought, this guy looks a little scary, you know, but I'm not, I'd never, you know, I, yes, you looked a little scary to me. Uh, and then, but then when I spoke to you the first time, it's like, oh my God, you are just the most, the sweetest, warmest, most loving human being. So uh, never Thank judge you. a person by, by, you know, first impression or whatever, you know. So uh, that, that is something I've learned throughout the years also, so which, which is one of the reasons why I, I dare to be on this show with you. So yes. <laughs> well, I'm so you, glad sir, you did. I'm so glad you did. Me right. Thank you for proving me right. You got it. You got it. Thank you. I'm going to place you backstage here for a second. Don't go anywhere. So you have it, ladies and gentlemen, 48 minutes of pure brilliance. And I will say that confidently between myself and Nina, we have shared uh, some deep hearted secrets and opportunities for you guys to level up in your particular life. The question is now, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to take action on? What are you going to take responsibility for? Oh, I said the R word. Chris said the R word responsibility. Yes. It's a matter of when are you going to have enough? You guys are in the driver's seat. No matter what happened to you in your past, today is your opportunity. You're the one that's repeating that, that negative self-talk in your brain. And I encourage you, like Anina said, you know, when you wake up in the morning, say what you're grateful for and then set the intention for the day. And as you're going throughout your day, if you find yourself being negative or beating yourself up, ask yourself, did I set the intention today to beat the shit out of myself today? No, I didn't. No, I set the intention today to use my words and my actions to make this world a better place. I set my intention today to be present and playful with my kids. I set the intention today to work a little bit on my finances. I set the intention today to work a little bit on my physical health. Whatever it might be, then you stop what it is you're doing right there. You don't continue that pity party. You don't continue that blame game. You don't continue that bullshit. You decide for yourself that I've had enough. I'm going to do these things because when you stop yourself and you catch yourself and you start doing different things, guess what? 
You start building confidence. You start building emotional resiliency. It's what I teach. When you have accountability for yourself, that's what happens. You start sitting there and you have that discipline. You have that discipline to do your best. Can I do one more rep? I just did a video on this yesterday. I called it the 1% rule. You can go check it out on my TikTok. You can go check it out on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Christopher Roush. It's the 1% rule. Every single day, if I can do one more rep, if I can walk one more half a block, if I can eat one less sweet thing, if I can continue to do that every single day, there's 365 days in a year, guys, you don't take the weekends off. 365 days, 1% every single day, compounded every single day. You think about yourself in three months, oh my God, I have caught myself a hundred times ready to go negative. I caught myself a hundred times ready to not do my full 10 sets or my, my full 10 reps or whatever it is. And you do a little bit more, you get that extra burn in your muscle. I've been doing this as well. I'm going to be 55 next year. I made a goal for myself to be in the best shape of my life at 55. And I've been pretty good shape all my life, but now I'm going to take it up a bar. So when I do that extra rep, it's like, I'm going to do 25 sit-ups. No, I'm going to do 26. No, I could do 27. No, I could do 28. Oh my God, I could do 29. And then you get off there like, wow, I was going to do 20, but I decided maybe at the last minute I'll do 25, but I did 29. And you do that every single day with every single thing that you do. I'm going to go organize my kitchen. What other things can I do in my kitchen? Go check out the video. It's about 60 seconds, but I pack a lot of information in there. And I just appreciate you. And speaking of accountability, if you're interested in working with me, I've created a phenomenal program that is massively inexpensive. I won't say cheap. It's massively inexpensive because people came to me and said, Chris, can you hold me accountable? And because my coaching is very high level, people oftentimes can't afford to work with me unless you're high level type people, which is not to say anything different about your life. But I've created this accountability coaching program. I started it a week ago yesterday. I started it out of two weeks because people said, can you hold me accountable? So I've created this amazing program. If you go to my website, noexcusescoach.com, you go to the coaching tab. The first one up there is group accountability coaching. The first three months are even discounted even more so you can kick the tires on it. The group met last week. I think we had eight people in the group last week and they were just off the hook about the quality of people. Each one is paired up with an accountability partner you meet up with once a week. You got me twice a month. You get me for an hour for an hour and a half, 90 minutes, twice a month doing teachable moments, holding people accountable. You have a private Facebook group where I hold you accountable every single day and I put content in there. It's a ridiculous offer. Normally to work with me, it's $10,000 for six months. And I don't say that to boast, but I am expensive because I've worked my ass off to get to this point. So this group coaching is super, super inexpensive. It's $29 a month for the first three months. Then it goes to 49 bucks a month. It's ridiculous. If you truly want to take responsibility for your life, go check it out, become a part of it. I've had four more people sign up for it. I'm not going to take too many more people. I want to make sure it's workable. We can do hot seats. I don't want to have to manage 30 people. I'm not looking for quantity. I'm looking for quality. And I'm looking for those people to go out there and use their gifts to make this world a better place. So if that entices you, please go check that out. I appreciate and love you guys. We'll be back here next week on the Raw and Scripted Show. Next week is, I believe, who do we have next week? Um, Because you guys always ask me who's up next week. I'm gonna. I've got. I've had some challenging names recently. So next up is uh, Tassos Kotsias. I hope that is. Um, so tune in next week again. If you're watching this on the video cast, please go subscribe to the podcast. You can just type in pod, my Ron and scripted show. You could type in Christopher Roush anywhere podcasts are sold. You'll find the podcast. You'll find this one. You'll find my Unfiltered Experience podcast as well. And so I love and appreciate you guys. Go listen to this again. Make sure you've taken notes and then take action every single day. Be super intentional with what it is that you're doing. And I promise you. I promise you, you will live a life unapologetically. You'll become the rock star in your life and you won't have any regrets when you die. You'll have a legacy that you're going to leave behind that you're going to be proud of. All right. So we'll see you here next time on the Ron and Scripture show. Go out there and be brilliant.